Welcome to Michelle Donatian Ministries, where Jesus is everything. This is the Sunday, February 16th, 2020 edition, and you'll be joining us for our Sunday morning meeting, where I'll be preaching today about wisdom, obedience, and upward mobility in the kingdom of God. So stay tuned for that. In addition, if you'd like to watch the video, it's in two parts. You can do that by going to my uh, YouTube channel, Michelle Donatian Ministries. I'm also going to post a link on Facebook. And of course, you can follow along that way if you'd like, or you can listen to the podcast. But I want to thank you for coming and joining us. And I just thank God for you being here. Until the next time, I love you. God bless you. Podcast now as well. Excuse me while I turn away for a moment there. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, We are so excited. I'm so excited that you are going to be joining me here today. I should say that you have joined me here today. Um, It is wonderful and exciting because we're going to be talking about the Word of God. The Word of God is just, wow, it's everything. It's everything. It will change your life. It will change the course of your life. And today, what we're going to be talking about is something so wonderful and exciting and something that we all need uh, in our lives. And it is about wisdom, obedience, and mobility. Wisdom, obedience, and mobility. So let's just go before the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord God. And each one of you lift your hands up to receive what God has for you today. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, I come before you and I lift up each person here, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, I ask you to fill them afresh with your Holy Spirit. Give them a fill them afresh with a fresh anointing, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, that your will may go forth in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I ask you in the name of Jesus to give me the words to preach, Lord God, and give each one the ears to hear it, Father. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord God. Take the scales off the eyes of the people in the name of Jesus. And we thank you and praise you and give you all the glory and praise in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. So today we're going to be talking about wisdom, obedience, and mobility. What an amazing three things to come together. And maybe you've never thought about the fact that they come together, but they do. Wisdom, obedience, and mobility. And how? How do they come together? Well, the very first thing, of course, is wisdom. Wisdom comes from God. Wisdom comes from God. In fact, let me take you to the book of Proverbs, okay? Um, No, no, no. I'm going to take you to Gideon, not to Gideon, to the book of Judges. And what we're going to be doing is talking about Gideon, okay? I want to tell you a story before I begin to go into the other parts here. And this is the story of Gideon. If you've ever read about Gideon, then you know the situation. But if not, you are in for a blessing here today. And even if you have, I'm excited to share it with you. It's in the book of Judges. So I want you to turn with me to the book of Judges chapter 6, okay? And we're going to be talking about Gideon. Now, Gideon was a son. Uh, he was just, you know, uh, one of the men um, in the city. And, and, and in fact, I'm just going to begin reading. Gideon chapter 6, verse 1, it says, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. Okay, so before I go on, I want to tell you that what's been happening here is that the children of Israel, they, in this time in their, in their history, they would be given a judge to take care of them or to rule over them, a godly judge, and then they would 
follow after the things of God while that judge was alive. As soon as the judge died, they would go back to their old wicked ways, go whoring after other gods. And every time they would be sold into captivity, the word actually uses the word sold into captivity. God would sell them into captivity or they would be um, taken over by another you know, leader because of their uh, their their disobedience. They continued to disobey the Lord God. They would not obey him unless there was a godly leader. Okay. Now there's some wisdom in that. So we're going to be talking about Gideon. Gideon became a leader. God appointed Gideon as a judge, but Gideon wasn't afraid terrified man. And he was doing things that, so that nobody would know what's happening. And so let's begin reading. It says, and the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them, delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. And because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made them the dens, which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. All right. Now, then it says, and so it was, no, no, I want to teach you something. The Midianites, the Midianites were actually from <clears throat> Ishmael, which was Abraham's son. Do you remember how Abraham and Sarah were promised a son by the Lord God and Sarah got ahead of herself and she decided she was going to make it happen and told Abraham who, and he obeyed, not like it was all Sarah's fault. He obeyed and decided to take uh, Sarah's concubine or Sarah's servant, her slave as his wife, not Sarah's concubine, excuse me, Sarah's slave as his wife. And he did, he went in, he slept with her. She got pregnant, she had Ishmael. Then the mother looked at Sarah like, mm, you're not, I don't have any, you don't have any authority over me. She despised her, it says. And all this happened because of their disobedience. And then the Lord came to the Lord came to Abraham and said, Ishmael is not going to be the heir that I told you about. I'm going to give you a son through Sarah. Like I told you, I'm going to give you a son through Sarah. And I'm not going to totally forsake Ishmael because he's your inheritance. And so I'll create a kingdom in him. He will rule a kingdom himself and he'll have sons and daughters and there will be many of them. And, 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 and so that's the Midianites. Okay. That's the Midianites, the Ishmaelites, they were there and they became a thorn in their side and it had to do with disobedience, but that's another sermon to teach you about. That's something else. So let me see something. Maybe I'll go there for a moment here. I wasn't planning to do this. The Lord is so faithful. He knows what he's doing. And my plan is whatever his plan is. Because I am here to serve him. And so this is exciting. All right, let's see here. I'm going to go into the book of Genesis. Okay. All right. So where are we here? Dum, dum, dum. All right. So this is Abraham. All right. Okay, so. All right, so I'm not in the place that I want to be in here. And I may have to go back, but I just know the Lord is telling me. He wants me to share this with you. So we need to see this. We need to see this. All right. Okay, 
we need to see this scripture. The Lord God is so faithful. All right. Okay, let's see here. Okay, so Abraham, of course, if you don't know the story, Abraham, of course, was um, God spoke to him um, and God sent Abraham to another land um, because he because his father and all of his ancestors were all worshiping false gods and God took him out and put him in a place where he would be serving him. Okay, let's just see here. All right, I think I'm in the right spot here. All right, so we're in the book. That's not the place I want to go here. Let's see here. All right. Oh, okay, this is where, okay, here we go. All right, so we're in the book of Genesis chapter 21, okay? So here it says, it says, well, this is where the Lord, uh, where Isaac is born. It says, and the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which God had spoken to him. So God did everything he said he was going to do when he said he was going to do it, the way he said he was going to do it, because he said he was going to do it. All right. Now it says, and Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him, who Sarah bare to him, Isaac. And Abraham circumcised his son, Isaac, being eight days old, as God had commanded him. And Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born unto him. And Sarah said, God hath made me to laugh, so that all that hear with, will laugh with me. And she said, Who would have said unto Abraham that Sarah should have given children suck? For I have borne him a son in his old age. And the children grew, the child grew and was weaned. And Abraham made a great feast the same day that Isaac was weaned. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, which she had borne unto Abraham, mocking. Wherefore, she said unto Abraham, cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, even with Isaac. And the thing was very grievous in Abraham's sight because of his son. So this was his son. All right. And God said unto Abraham, okay, so let's just think about this right now. So Sarah and Abraham went ahead of God. And because of this, now there's this child who, you know, he, it wasn't his fault that he was born, but Sarah and Abraham made this decision. And so here we go. Okay. And God said unto Abraham, but I want to stop for a second, because the thing is when we are disobedient, when we are disobedient, these are the types of things that we open up the door for in our lives. God has a special, God has a perfect plan for us. Now he will allow us to do whatever we choose to do. He will allow us because we have choice. He gives us that choice to do whatever it is we want to do. But if we will just obey him, then we will have the perfect plan. The perfect plan in this situation was that Isaac was the heir to, to Abraham. Isaac was the heir. Isaac would be born through Sarah. It would show the power of God. And that's exactly what it did. But now we've got Ishmael. 
Now we have Ishmael. So, and God said unto Abraham, let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad and because of thy bondwoman in all that Sarah hath said unto thee, hearken unto her voice for in Isaac shall thy seed be called. See, Isaac was the one that the Lord promised him, not Ishmael, not Ishmael. When we look to God and we obey him, the things that he's planned are perfectly planned out. God is not a God who will ever be late and he will ever make a mistake. Never. Neither of them. He comes right at the time that he wants us to come, that he wants to come. He takes care of everything right in the same situation, right in the timing that it's supposed to be taken care of in. Uh, Abraham was a hundred years old, a hundred. Sarah was not too far from him, right? They were old people. We're talking old. I always, listen, when I say somebody's five, 50 or 60, that's not old. A hundred, yeah, that's old. That's old. <laughs> that's old. And this is when they had children. Imagine all that they had to do um, was obey the Lord God. That was what they needed to do. Sarah was an old woman. God gave her strength to bear that child. Think about that. If you've ever had a child, it is tiring. If you've ever seen a child born, or if you understand it all, there is so much physical strength that it takes to deliver a baby naturally. And they didn't have any help back then. It was just, come on, let's get down, let's do this. And it's time, and so they did it. And she was an old woman, almost a hundred years old. God gave her the strength to do this. And I thank God for that. And then on top of that, he gave them the strength to continue on. But let's continue in the scripture here. And also the son of the bondwoman will I make a nation because he is thy seed. So see, he promised him because he was thy seed. He said, I'll make him a nation. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and took bread and, and a bottle of water and gave it unto Hagar, putting it on her shoulder and the children and, came and, and the child and sent her away. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. And the water was spent in the bottle and she cast the child under one of the shrubs. And she went and sat her down over against him a good way off as it were a bowshot. For she said, let me not see the, the death of the child. And she sat over against him and lift up her voice and wept. <clears throat> and God heard the voice of the lad. Now, there are casualties in our disobedience. There are casualties in our disobedience. This woman and this child were casualties in Sarah and Abraham's disobedience. God is still faithful. God is still loving, God is still merciful, and he was merciful to them. He was merciful to them. So let's read on. And God heard the voice of the lad, and the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said unto her, What aileth thee, Hagar? Fear not, for God hath heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up the lad, and hold him in thine hand, for I will make him a great nation." And God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water and she went and filled the bottle with water and gave the lad drink. And God was with the lad and he grew and dwelt in the wilderness and became an archer. And he dwelt in the wilderness of Paran and his mother took him a wife out of the land of Egypt. All right, so we're looking here and we see God is still God. So God will always come through, but we need to know that 
when we are oh, we use wisdom and we are obedient, God will take care of us. All right, so I'm going to take you right back here to the book of Judges chapter 6, all right? Now we're at Gideon, okay? We're at Gideon. All right. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel, and because of the Midianites, you see, the Midianites, okay, these were the descendants, these were the descendants of Abraham. These were the descendants of Ishmael. These were his children. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel, and because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made them the dens which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. They were hiding. They were hiding. Fear. And so it was when Israel had sown that the Midianites came up and the Amalekites and the children of the east, even they came up against them. And they encamped, encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth till thou come unto Gaza and left no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox nor ass. For they came up with their cattle and their tents and they came as grasshoppers for multitude. For both they and their camels were without number and they entered into the land to destroy it. Now, this is what's happening right now at this time. And Gideon is amongst them, okay? So they are being persecuted. I wouldn't use the word persecuted, excuse me there. Um, they're being trampled. They're being just, you know, obliterated by the Midianites and by these people. These, they've come against them. They've taken everything, everything. All right. And Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord because of the Midianites, that the Lord sent a prophet unto the children of Israel, which said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt and brought you forth out of the house of bondage. And I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all that oppressed you and drave them out from before you and gave you their land. And I said unto you, I am the Lord your God. Fear not the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell, but ye have not obeyed my voice. Ah, there we are right there. Obedience. Friends, let me tell you something. If we will just obey God, then we will be delivered out of the hands of whoever the ites are that are against you. Okay, I'm, I made a joke. Ha ha. The Amorites is who were against them. There was always some kind of ites when we're looking at these. A lot of the ites, okay? A lot of the ites. I, I, I jest with you. But in this case, it was the Amorites. There is always somebody that the enemy is going to bring up against you. The Bible says that Satan came to kill, steal, and destroy. That's no joke, friends. That is not a joke. He did not come to play a game with you. So if you think that you're going to roll over and just get out of bed and just kind of saunter through life, you are wrong if you think that that's going to be the way that you live a victorious life. Friends, God is, fought, God is mighty and he is fighting on your behalf, but you've got to cry out to him. You've got to use wisdom. You've got to be obedient. And that's how you will have mobility. And what does that mean? I'm going to tell you about it in a little bit. No, I'm going to tell you now. I'm going to tell you now. 
mobility, moving forward in the kingdom of God, mobility, moving forward in the kingdom of God. Okay. So you need wisdom. You must be obedient to the wisdom. The wisdom comes from God. You must be obedient to God. And that's how you will have mobility, forward mobility in the kingdom of God. God is mighty and he will never leave you or forsake you, but you can turn away from him. You certainly can. Now he will constantly draw you because he loves you so much. He's just waiting for you to call on him. Look, he even favored Abraham's son who was not even supposed to be born, Ishmael, because it was Abraham's seed. That's why he favored him. God made a promise to Abraham and he said, thy seed will number, will be like the stars in the sky, the sand. He is mighty. So friends, we've got to understand if you want to live a victorious life in Jesus Christ, because you can only live a victorious life in Jesus Christ by surrendering to him, we've got to use wisdom. Where does wisdom come from? God. And I'm going to teach you about that. I'm so excited. Then you're obedient to that wisdom and you have forward mobility. Upward mobility is really the way to put it. I shouldn't say forward. I need to say upward mobility towards the kingdom of God. You need to keep your eyes on the Lord. Keep your eyes on the kingdom of God. Friends, we're not part of this world. We live here, but we are from the kingdom. In fact, our life is to glorify God. We've got to keep our eyes on the kingdom of God. If we keep our eyes on the kingdom of God, then we will have wisdom. We will be obedient and we will have upward mobility. Upward mobility going from glory to glory. Going from victory to victory because God will deliver you. When I read in the book of uh, Joshua, all of the kings that the Lord delivered into the hands of Joshua, there were so many. He went down the list. I just want you to think about this, okay? This really, this was something that really amazed me. All the kings, I'm going to go there because I want to give you the right number. I believe it was 31 kings. Let's see here. I believe it was 31 kings. Joshua, Joshua. <laughs> yeah, 31 kings. So in the book of Joshua, chapter 12, verse 24. I want to read this to you. Okay, I'm going to start where it says, let's see here. Uh, start at verse 6. Okay, this is how many kings Joshua that God delivered into the hands of Joshua, okay? This was because of obedience. He used wisdom and he followed God. He was obedient to him and he had upward mobility. Listen to this. Joshua chapter 12, verse six. Then did Moses, the servant of the Lord and the children of Israel smite. And Moses, the servant of the Lord gave it for a possession under the Reubenites and the Gadites and the half tribe of Manasseh. And these are the kings of the country which Joshua and the children of Israel smote on this side Jordan. On the west, now this is just this side Jordan. On the west, from Baal Gad in the valley of Lebanon, even unto the Mount Halak, that goeth up to Seir, which Joshua gave unto the tribes of Israel for a possession according to their divisions. In the mountains, and in the valleys, and in the plains, and in the springs, and in the wilderness, and in the south country. The Hittites, the Amorites, and the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. See, I was telling you about the ites. <laughs> the king of Jericho, one. The king of Ai, which is beside Bethel, one. 
the king of Jerusalem, one, the king of Hebron, one, the king of Jermoth, one, the king of Lachish, one, the king of Eglon, one, the king of Gezer, one, the king of Deber, one, the king of Geder, one, the king of Horma, one, the king of Arad, one, the king of Libna, one, the king of Adullam, one, the king of Makeda, one, the king of Bethel, one, the king of Tapua, one, the king of Hefer, one, the king of Madon, oh, excuse me, the king of Afak, one, the king of Lasharon, one, the king of Madon, one, the king of Hazor, one, the king of Shibron Meron, one, the king of Akshaf, one, the king of Tanak, one, the king of Megiddo, one, the king of Kadesh, one, the king of Jokmim of Carmel, one, the king of Dor in the coast of Dor, one, the king of the nations of Gilgal, one, the king of Tizra, one, all the kings, 30 and one. God used Joshua's obedience to bless him and to bless the people he was in leadership over because God will always, 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 always bless you through your obedience. He will bless you through your obedience. He will use your obedience and you will be blessed and you will have victory. You must use wisdom and you'll be, and be obedient and you will have upward mobility. 31 kings. Can you imagine? That's 31 kingdoms. Guys, that's 31 kingdoms. He conquered 31 kingdoms. The hand of God delivered them into him, into his hands. 31 kingdoms. Like that's like 30, that's 31 countries, 31 places, 31 whole kingdoms of people. Amazing. That's how faithful God is. All right. So God, he's telling them how he did that. Okay. So he's now, we're going back to the book of Judges. All right. We're in chapter six. Verse 10, and it says, And I said unto you, I am the Lord your God. Fear not the gods of the Amorites, in whose land ye dwell, but ye have not obeyed my voice. Okay? And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which was in Ophrah, that pertained unto Joash the Abyssalite. And his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. Okay? He's hiding the, he's hiding the wheat. Okay? He's hiding the wheat. And he's threshing it with a wine press because he's, he's, he's hiding. He's afraid because the Midianites were so powerful against them because it said, you have not obeyed my voice. They were delivered into the hands of the Midianites because of their disobedience. When we're obedient, we're delivered out of the hands of the enemy and the enemy is delivered into our hands. When we're disobedient, these are the things that happen, friends. You see it right here. It says, but you have not obeyed me. The hand of God will deliver us into the enemy's hands. But God is faithful. All we've got to do is cry out. That's it. Oh, that's it. If you ever think about this, you ever think of how you got yourself into this mess, whatever the mess is, whatever the this mess is, it's because of disobedience. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Go back, think back. If you don't believe me, just take a moment and think back. Ah, oh, yeah, it was disobedience. I can guarantee it because that is the fruit of disobedience, a mess, 
a mess, problems, trouble. But the fruit of obedience is deliverance, victory, mobility, upward mobility. And we're going to stop right here. Mm. The Lord is so mighty. God is faithful. And in part two, we're going to be talking about and learning about what God did through Midian, or through, excuse me, through Gideon. What he did through Gideon and how Gideon, although he was afraid, God used him. He was obedient. So we're going to close here in prayer. And I want you to come along with me back again. I'm going to be airing the second episode at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you can go to my YouTube channel. It's going to be right there. I'm excited. Dear Heavenly Father, lift your hands to receive what God has for you today, saints. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for each and every one here today. Lord God, I ask you in the name of Jesus to give them wisdom. Give them wisdom, Lord God. Open up their eyes, the eyes of their understanding in the name of Jesus, that as they walk, they may walk in your counsel, Lord, in the name of Jesus, and in your wisdom, Lord God. Your word tells us wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and get it with all thy understanding. So, Lord... I ask you to give each one wisdom, Lord God. Open up their eyes that they may see who you are and that wisdom comes only from you. And we thank you, Lord God. We, I ask you to guide them, Lord, as they go here today and their families be with them. In Jesus' precious name, I thank you. And all God's people said, amen. So friends, I want you to tune in again at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You'll find the video on my YouTube channel. You can also go to my Facebook page as well. There'll be a link for, uh, down here in the description. But I'm looking forward to seeing you then. God bless you. I love you. All right, so here we are, friends. We're back for part two. And if you're listening on the podcast, and we didn't stop. We are just going to continue on with part two um, in the podcast. And we've been talking about wisdom, obedience, and upward mobility in the kingdom of God. So if you are just tuning in to part two, friends, first of all, you need to go back to part one and you need to listen to that because God is so mighty. There were so many amazing things that God showed us uh, in scripture in part one. So go back. Definitely. You don't want to miss it. But in part two, here we are, we're talking about Gideon. So I'm going to kind of build right up to where we were. God was used. God decided he was going to use Gideon. Okay. Gideon. Well, we didn't even actually get to that part yet. We just come to Gideon here. The children of Israel had been disobedient and they had fallen away from the Lord God. And because of their disobedience, they had been, they had fallen into the hands of the Midianites. God delivered them into the hand of the Midianites. And so they cried out to God and God sent a prophet of God. He sent a prophet to encourage them because that's what he'll do. He'll send a prophet to encourage them, to give them the truth so that they can get right back on track. The prophet of God will always give you truth and wisdom from the Lord God. It will put you back in the right place. It will put you on the right path, that word from God, because God is a God who's faithful. He sends his prophets to put us on track, to change our course, all right? So they were on their way to destruction. They, were, they had already been for seven years, taken over, trampled by, you know, robbed from by the Midianites. Now the prophet of God came to deliver the word. Boom, it puts them right back on track. 
right back on track. Let's go to the book of Judges chapter 6. All right. So we stopped here. Uh, let me see. We were on chapter, let's go to 5, or verse 5, excuse me. Um, Judges chapter 6, verse 5. Turn there with me so you can see it. For they came up with their cattle and their tents. This is talking about the Midianites. And they came as grasshoppers for multitude, for both they and their camels were without number, so many of them. And they entered into the land to destroy it. Now, I want you to hear something here. Anytime we're in disobedience, okay, I'm going to share this with you again. Anytime we're in disobedience, we are in danger. We are in danger, saints. Anytime we're in disobedience, because the Lord God will move through our obedience. When we are disobedience, we bring curse onto ourselves. We open up the door for the enemy to kill, steal, and destroy. That's how the enemy gets in. That's the only way, because how else could he get in? If the Bible tells us that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, it, you know the scripture, if we dwell there, that means we stay there, then how can, God, how can the enemy get to us? The Bible says that we'll be protected, not even a foot, not even, we won't even dash our foot against the stone in Jesus. But when we're in disobedience, we're not hiding in the secret place. Maybe you pop in, you pop out, you pop in, you pop out. And I'm not being facetious here, I'm being serious. Look back at your life. Many of us have done that. We've popped in, we've popped out. We were obedient, then we kind of, you know, lost sight of things. We kind of did our own thing. Then we went back, we saw things were going wrong. That's what the children of Israel were doing. That's what they were doing. That's why he said in verse 2, where are we here? I'm not seeing this here for some reason. Okay, so he's saying, oh, oh, that's because I'm in the wrong spot. So he's telling them, he said, but ye have not obeyed my voice. He said it in verse 10, okay? So I'm going to go to verse 10. We're going to go right there. And I said unto you, I am the Lord your God. Fear not the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell, but ye have not obeyed my voice. So this is exactly what happens. When we don't obey his voice, trouble comes, friends, trouble. We are in danger when we're not obeying the voice of God. God tells us that we're to teach, we're to learn his word, we're to study his word, okay? And this is what we're here to do. So let's continue. Let's listen. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which was in Ophrah, that pertained unto Joash the Abirazite, Abirazite, Abiezrite, excuse me. And his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Wait a minute. But I'm going to read on. And Oh, no, no, no. Actually, I'm going to stop right there. Thou mighty man of valor, I want you to notice that God will, God sees you the way he created you. He saw Gideon as the mighty man of valor. Gideon was literally just a, a, a verse before hiding the wheat that he was threshing in the wine press so he could hide it from the, from the Midianites. Okay, let's read on. And Gideon said unto him, O oh my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles, which did, which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. 
Okay, well, do not make that same mistake. Gideon made the mistake and the people thought, well, well, if God is so good and so mighty and if he's with us, then why has he, why has he left us? He left you because of your disobedience. It's not his fault that you chose to be disobedient. Use wisdom, friends. This is what we're here to talk about. Wisdom, obedience, and upward mobility in the kingdom of God. Okay? Upward mobility, meaning victory, moving towards the things of God, moving towards the kingdom of heaven, no longer being a victim of the enemy as if you don't know that he's come to kill, steal, and destroy you. Destroy you. You know this. Paul said it in scripture. He said, we know this, not being foolish, not acting as if we don't know. We know, we have wisdom. We know what the enemy came to do. We know that he came to trip us up. You know he came to trip you up. Open your eyes and it's time to be obedient. Use God's wisdom. Wisdom tells us that we're to read the word of God and follow the word of God. Jesus said that if you want to follow him, if you want to be his disciple, if you want to be a Christian, then you must follow him. You cannot be a Christian or live the Christian life if you don't follow him. And how do you follow him if you don't know his word? Because he is his word. How can you know him? How can you follow him if you're not reading his word? He said to follow him. So we must read his word. We must. We must see what he says about every situation in our lives. In every situation, he will come through, and this is what he's about to do here. Friends, you're about to hear it. <laughs> I'm excited. All right. Can't stop bouncing. All right, here we go. In verse 14, and the Lord looked upon him and said, go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? He's like, guys, Gideon, this is it. You're the one. It's you. I sent you, haven't I? Didn't I just didn't I just say this? Here we go. And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. So he's so I learned this that you see we have to look at what God says about our lives. And not look at what the enemy says about our lives. The enemy will, the enemy is the accuser of the brethren. You know that's in Revelations. It says he's the accuser of the brethren. So what he'll do is he will make accusations. He will bring railing accusations against you. You see it through scripture. Even in the book of Jude, you see it, how he brought accusations against, um, against the, the children of God. He will completely, he will continue to do that. He will always come, but that look what she did, but this is what she did, but this is how she shouldn't have done that. Instead, you need to look at what God says. If once you repent, friends, once you repent, the word of God says that God forgot the sin. He says, what sin? Sin? What sin? Literally, it says he forgot your sin once you've repented. He is faithful and true. Faithful. As soon as you repent, that sin is gone. He doesn't even know what you're talking about. What sin? Sin? What are you talking about? Stop talking about that and come back to what you are here today. You are a new creation. You are a new creature through Christ Jesus. This is who you are through Christ Jesus. Here we are, mighty man of valor. That's who he is. That's who he said he is. That's who he said he is. So Gideon, Gideon couldn't see it, but we're going to read on. 
And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. Ah, let me continue on. And he said unto him, No, 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 no. In the book of Joshua, didn't we read about how Joshua, Joshua killed and defeated 31 kings? 31. And all their people, 31, the whole kingdom of each one of those people, God delivered them into the hands of Joshua. Didn't we just read about that? So if he'll do that for Joshua, excuse me, if he'll do that as you go through scripture, you'll see it. He, he did it for Abraham. Lot was his nephew. Lot went to Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, there were a bunch of kings that decided to come against that country. Lot was delivered into the hands of those uh, wicked kings. Somebody came and said, Abraham, Lot's gotten, Lot is in that country. Lot, this is what he said. What? Abraham went and took those people and got his nephew. There was nobody that, there's no one that can defeat you when you're in Jesus Christ. No one. And this isn't about you can do it. You can do anything you put your mind to. We're not talking about fleshly stuff. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about things that matter, kingdom things. You see, if God called you to defeat the Amalekites, then he's going to defeat the Amalekites through your hands. Why? Because he has a plan for you. See, every time the children of Israel defeated another king, it was because God said, this land is your inheritance. This is the land I'm giving you. So there was a purpose for that. There was a purpose. God is going to tell you whatever it is he said. When Okay, all right, let's use children, okay? Maybe the children haven't been following after God. Maybe you've been crying out to God saying, Lord God, my son has not been living for you. Maybe your son has been an alcoholic. Maybe your son was struggling out on drugs. I don't know, but you know and God knows and all you need to do is cry out to him and he will deliver your son out of the hand of the enemy. He will deliver your daughter out of the hand of the enemy. He will deliver your wife out of the hand of the enemy. Whoever it is, whatever it is, all you need to do is cry out to God just like the children of God did. You are a child of the God, of the king. Don't forget that. Don't look at yourself the way Satan does. Satan looks at you as a defeated fool. The Bible says that the things of God are foolishness to the world. There are two spirits, the spirit of God and the spirit of the world. And the spirit of the world is Satan. And he comes from Satan. That's all that is. Understand it. Get it clear. Get it straight. So it's either one or the other. Either you serve God or you serve Satan. That is in the scripture. That is in the word of God. So if you cry out to God, he will defeat the enemy for you. Ishmael had, Ishmael was not killed. Ishmael was saved, even though Abraham and Sarah made bad choices, even though God delivered him because he made a promise to Abraham. And whatever he says he'll do, Whatever he says he will do. Let me take you back to the book of Joshua. Hold this thought in Judges, okay? I'm going to take you back to Joshua because I want you to see this, all right? I want you to see this. Okay? And this is where he says it, okay? Let's see here. Where are we? Joshua.
All right, there we are. Okay, now. Okay. What we're going to do is we're going to look. I'm just looking for this. <laughs> Here we are. Joshua chapter 23, verse 16. No, 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 that's not it. Lord, please show me where this is. Okay. I want to show you where Joshua, where the Lord tells Joshua, the Lord says, I delivered every single thing. There it is. Here we are. Okay. It's in the book of Joshua chapter 21. This is where the Lord says, I've done everything I said I was going to do. Everything I said I was going to do. All right, here we are. We're going to go to verse 40, start at verse 40. So this is Joshua chapter 1 verse 40. So all the cities for the children of Merari by the family, by their families, which were remain, remaining of the families of the Levites, were by their lot 12 cities. And all the cities of the Levites within the possession of the children of Israel were forty and eight cities with their suburbs. So these are all the inheritance. This is the places that God said, your group will have this, your tribe will have this, your tribe will have that. Verse 42. These cities were every one with their suburbs round about them. Thus were all these cities. And the Lord gave unto Israel all the land which he sware to give unto their fathers. Everything he said, he did it, didn't he? God's not a man that he should lie. He will not lie. He will always come through. God has never failed you. Has he ever failed you? No, no, because God will never fail us, friends. He will never fail us. It says, and they possessed it and dwelled therein. And the Lord gave them rest round about according to all that he sware unto their fathers, and there stood not a man of all their enemies before them. And the Lord delivered all their enemies into their hand. There failed not aught of any good thing which the Lord... I just have to read that again. There failed not any failed not aught of any good thing which the Lord had spoken unto the house of Israel. All came to pass. It's time to start trusting God. Isn't it time? If he says he's going to do it, he's going to do it. Right, let's go back to Judges now. Here we are, okay? Here we are, Judges. So, he tells Gideon, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. And he said unto him, If now I have found grace in thy sight, then show me a sign that thou talkest with me. All right. Now, I want you to not be like Gideon in this situation here. Gideon, all right, Gideon didn't have faith. He didn't believe. He was standing in front of the angel of the Lord. And he's saying, give me a sign that you're talking with me. Give me a sign. He was being foolish. Give me a sign that you're standing here talking with me. Maybe he thought, I think, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe he thought that. I don't know what he was thinking. But it says in verse 18, Depart not hence, I pray thee, until I come unto thee and bring forth my present and set it before thee. And he said, I will tarry until thou come again. 
And Gideon went in and made ready a kid and unleavened cakes of an ephah of flour. The flesh he put in a basket and he put the broth in a pot and brought it out unto him under the oak and presented it. And the angel of God said unto him, take the flesh and the unleavened cakes and lay them upon this rock and pour out the broth. And he did so. Then the angel of the Lord put forth the end of the staff that was in his hand and touched the flesh and the unleavened cakes. And there rose up fire out of the rock and consumed the flesh and the unleavened cakes. Then the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. That's God is faithful. He brought, he came to encourage Gideon, the mighty man of valor. That's what he called him, mighty man of valor. And when Gideon perceived that he was an angel of the Lord, Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for because I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face. And the Lord said unto him, Peace be unto thee, fear not, thou shalt not die. Then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day, it is yet in Ophrah of the Abiezrites. Abiezrites. Now I want to teach you something here. Anytime... God comes before you. This is all through scripture. When God comes to you and changes the course of your life, he's going to come to you and he's going to give you a word and he's going to change the course of your life. Mark that place in history. Mark that place. He marked it by creating a, um, an altar to the Lord. Make an altar unto the Lord. Mark that place in the spirit. When God came and said, this is your destiny. This is what you're going to do. He shifted his destiny. He already knew what, 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 what Gideon was going to do. God already knew, but Gideon didn't know it. And Gideon was headed in the wrong way. He was in fear. The Bible says that the fear is sin. So Gideon wasn't living according to the word of God, but God knew Gideon. Remember, God created you. He created you and he knew you before you were even in your mother's womb. He knew you while you were in her womb. He knew you before that, the Bible says. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians that he called you. You were all these beautiful things before the foundation of the earth, before the foundation of the earth. You were the called before the foundation of the earth. That means he knew you before the foundation of the earth, before you were in your mother's womb, guys. He knew you then. God is so faithful. He's so faithful. Look at this. Let me take you there. Ephesians chapter 1. Okay? All right. Okay. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Right there. It's right there. Before the foundation of the world, God knew who you were. He knew who you were created to be. We've got to be obedient. We've got to use wisdom. Go to the word. See what God's saying. Obedience. Follow Jesus. Follow the Lord God. Follow him. And you will have upward mobility. Look at, look at Gideon. Here we go. 
All right, then Gideon built an altar there under the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day, it is yet in Ophrah of the Abiezrites. And it came to pass, verse 25, this is, we're in Judges chapter 6, verse 25. Follow along with me. And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, Take thy father's young bullock, even the second bullock of seven years old, and throw down the altar of Baal that thy father hath, and cut down the grove that is by it, and build an altar unto the Lord thy God upon the top of this rock in the ordered place, and take the second bullock and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the grove which thou shalt cut down. Then Gideon took ten men of his servants and did as the Lord had said unto him. And so it was because he feared his father's household and the men of the city that he could not do it by day, that he did it by night. He was fearful, but God, look at what God's going to do. Friends, God is going to do it. He's obedient. He was obedient. God blessed him through his obedience. Look at that right there. He blessed him through his obedience. And listen, see how it's going to happen. And when the men of the city arose early in the morning, okay, let me, let's, let's move down. Let's move down. All right. So the men of the city got upset. They're like, dude, he, you know, he, he, he cut down all of our groves. He cut down Baal, uh, our, our altars. All right. Now I'm going to stop for a second here and I'm going to stop the recording because we're getting close to the end here, close to the time. So just one second here up again and here we are again okay so just making sure that we are recording I don't want to miss this I don't want any of you to miss this word of God and they said one to another who has done this thing so these are the men in the city and when they inquired and asked they said Gideon the son of Joash hath done this thing then the men of the city said unto Joash bring out thy son that he may die because he hath cast down the altar of Baal and because he hath cut down the grove that was by it so the men of God, the men in the city were going to kill Gideon, but no, God had a, de- a better plan. God had a better plan. It says, and Joash said unto all that stood against him, will ye plead for Baal? Will ye save him? He that will plead for him, let him be put to death whilst it is yet morning. If he be a God, let him plead for himself because one hath cast down his altar. Therefore, on that day, he called him Jerubael, saying, let Baal plead against him because he had thrown down his altar. So that's Gideon. Gideon's name is Jerubael. Then all the Midianites and the Amalekites and the children of the east were gathered together and went over and pitched in the valley of Jezreel. But the spirit, come on, friends, here we go. Here we go. You ever hear that? But God, here we are. Here's the but God. And God already delivered him. I mean, think about it. The whole, all the men of the city. Like you got someone knocking on your door, everybody from the whole city, your whole city just came to your door and they're like, we want you. The whole city came, God delivered him. God was with him. God said that too, didn't he? Here we go. Whatever he says he's going to do, he's going to do. Be encouraged. Use wisdom and follow what he says. If he says, I'm going to do this, then he's going to do it. Because that's where wisdom, wisdom is his word. Wisdom is what he says. Obedience, he will bless you through it. Here we go. But the spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon and he blew a trumpet upon, and he blew a trumpet. Sorry, I've got a pen in my Bible there. I couldn't read it. But the spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon and he blew a trumpet and Ebiezer was gathered after him. And he sent messengers throughout all Manasseh 
who also was gathered after him. And he sent messengers unto Asher and unto Zebulun and unto Naphtali. And they came up to meet them. And Gideon said unto God, if thou wilt save Israel by mine hand, as thou hast said, behold, I will put a fleece of wool in the floor. And if the dew be on the fleece only, and it be dry upon all the earth beside, then shall I know that thou wilt save Israel by mine hand, as thou hast said. And it was so, for he rose up early on the morrow and thrust the fleece together and wringed the dew out of the fleece, a bowl full of water. Listen, God is still going to use Gideon, even though Gideon is doubting. Well, if you're going to do this, if you're going to do what you said you're going to do, think about that. If you're going to do what you said you're going to do, we need to come to a place where we trust God. Because if he said he's going to do it, he's going to do it. You've got all of scripture to prove God. You've got all of scripture to show God said he would do it and he did it. And then look in your own life. Anytime you heard the voice of God tell you to do something, he took, he took care of it. I guarantee it. There's not a question. If you heard the voice of God, he did it. Many a times has he delivered me out of the hands of the enemy. Many, many, many times. I'm going to tell you a situation right now. There was a time in my life when I was working for a man. He was not a Christian. And so he did some shady and shifty things because, you know, he didn't live for the Lord. And I knew that. And so I worked for him. God opened up the door for me to work for him. And I worked for him for two and a half years. And I was, it was a restaurant. I was managing his restaurant. And I really loved it. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And the Lord provided. The Lord opened up the door and provided for me. He provided income. I was doing that. I was working two jobs at the time. And each one coincided with the other. It was all just perfectly fit together. When I finished one job, I went to the next. And I was, it was, it was perfect. So one day he called me. And remember, you know, this is not a man of God. So anytime you're dealing with people who are not uh, men and women of God, they're not going to live the way the Lord says. So this man called me up and he said, don't come into work today. Um, he said, I'm closing the restaurant in a couple of days. I don't remember if he said, don't come in today or if he just called me to say, don't come in tomorrow. I can't remember which one it was, but he called me the one day and said, I'm closing the restaurant in two days. And I said, what? And then the next day before I was coming in, he called me and said, don't come in to work today because I've closed the restaurant. <gasps> now I was a single mom, okay? Just my income. And I had the other part-time job. So I was thinking, what am I going to do? And I got to be honest with you, I was upset with him. I had been, of course, I was upset with him. I shouldn't have been, but I was. This is just reality. It's what happened. And I began to pray and seek God. And let me tell you what he did. So the Lord sent me to go to, uh, uh, this was actually, this was during the time when there was a, a recession happening in America. So all the newspaper um, where you used to be able to get the, the wanted section and you could see like a thick, you know, help wanted section. It was, it was there. There was like nothing. The only thing that was in the newspapers at that time that I had seen were all the scams, you know. Oh, stuff envelopes. Yes, if you pay $20,000, we will let you make a dollar for, you know, I don't mean to be sarcastic, but you know what I'm talking about. If you've ever looked at working from home or anything like that, you'd see... There are a lot of scams out there. If you don't know what you're looking for, you can get caught up in those scams. I did before once. So 
I knew what the scams looked like. And that was all that was in the newspaper that I had seen. But the Lord spoke to my spirit and said, go get a newspaper. So I had been without a job for two weeks at this point. It was two weeks. The Lord said, well, I had been without this second job for two weeks. So the Lord said, go to the, to the, there's a convenience store that was near my old house. Go to the convenience store and get a newspaper. I know when I hear the Lord and I know to be obedient, I don't always understand everything, but I know better than to disobey what he's saying. So I went to the store, I went and got uh, the newspaper. I opened up the newspaper. And what I saw as I was looked through, as I saw what looked like a scam. It really looked like a scam, but the Lord directed me to this one. And so I said, well, if God directed me here, okay, let's see what's going on. So I read it, sounded just like it was too good to be true. Work from home, make your own hours, get paid. Um, I don't even remember everything it said, but the Lord said, call the number. So I called the phone number. I talked to this wonderful, wonderful woman. She was a woman of God and she hired me the next day. She would have hired me that day, but I couldn't come in to meet her face to face. We talked on the phone for an hour and it was just a blessing from the Lord. Te working from home, teaching students how to speak English as a second language in South Korea. That was the job. The Lord gave that to me. He took me there. That's what the Lord did. And the beauty is, if I hadn't been obedient to God, I would have never been blessed because I have loved that job. I have enjoyed and I have had so many blessings through teaching those wonderful students. God did that. You see, our obedience, when everything looked like it was not going to work out, the recession was happening. I mean, get a newspaper? Who in their right mind would get a newspaper? But wisdom told me to obey the Spirit of God. Then I obeyed the Spirit of God and he brought me upward mobility. Do you see what he did? The Lord God is so faithful. I've been with that company for 10 years now. The Lord is faithful. Faithful. God is so mighty. God will deliver you out of the hand of the enemy. So that man, he didn't know. I don't know what he was thinking. I can't even begin to tell you. I just know he wasn't a man of God. So I couldn't expect him to behave like, like the Bible says. I couldn't expect that. And that's where I realized in my own heart, I had been wrong. I had to, believe me, there was a whole lot I had to get, you know, go back before the Lord and repent about because how can you expect someone who doesn't love the Lord to love the Lord? You can't expect that. That's just ludicrous. That'll make you go crazy if you think that's going to be the case. So that was also wisdom, understanding who he was and the kind of lifestyle he was living. But who my God was is where I needed to focus on. Instead of focusing on how could he, how could he, how could he? No, I focused on look at God, look at God, look at God, and look at God. Look what he did. So I'm going to take you right back. God was faithful to me. I know he's been faithful to you. I don't have to, I don't have to even ask you if he was faithful to you. Just for the fun of it, I'll ask you, has he been faithful to you? Yes, he has. He's given you food. He's given you shelter. He's given you a job. He's given you a car. He's taken care of things. When you thought there was no way, he made a way. This is what God does. He's so faithful. Friends, if we will just be wise, reading the word of God, following Jesus, you can't follow him without spending time with him and you cannot spend time with him without reading the word. If you will just follow the Lord Jesus Christ, 
using wisdom, God will deliver you. Let me go to a scripture here. I'm almost finished here. In the book of Proverbs, okay, chapter 4, verse 7. Okay, it says, wisdom is the principal thing. Go there, go there with me. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Where does wisdom come from? God. God. It comes from God. That's where it comes from. The beginning of wisdom. The beginning of wisdom. God, 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 God. You cannot get it anywhere else. Not wisdom. You can get what seems to be wisdom. You can get what the world calls wisdom. The Bible says that the Lord, that the world thinks that the wisdom of God is foolishness. So that means that whatever the world says is wisdom, God says the opposite because the spirit of the world is Satan. And Satan is nothing but a copycat. Satan only duplicates what God does. He cannot create like God creates. He cannot create like God works through us to create things. He only imitates things. If you look through scripture, you're going to see that he always imitates, imitates, imitates. And wisdom is one of those things that he imitates. The foolish are truly the foolish are in the world. Those are truly the foolish. Don't be foolish, friends. Look at the word. Follow the word. Obey the word. Walk in the word. Okay. I'm going to read the end of what happens to Gideon. Okay. All right. Let's go here. Okay. Here we are. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So Gideon. Maybe I'm going to read a little bit more than I planned to. I think I'm going to do this. All right. So Gideon. All right. So Gideon, they, he is, he, God delivers him. So we're going to go on to verse seven, chapter seven, verse one. Then Jerubael, who is Gideon, and all the people that were with him rose up early and pitched beside the well of Herod. So that the host of the Midianites were on the north side of them by the hill of Morah in the valley. That's, Jew, that's Judges chapter 7. We're in verse 2 now. And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands. Lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, Mine own hand hath saved me. Now therefore go to proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whosoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart early from Mount Gilead. And there returned of the people twenty and two thousand, and there remained ten thousand. And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people are yet too many. Bring them down unto the water, and I will try them for thee there. So what he's saying is, I want to make sure that I get the glory. I want it to be known that it was me that delivered you, that it wasn't at your hand. And I don't want the people to think, oh yeah, look how powerful we are. So they had this huge army and he said, mm -mm, there's too many. There's too many. They're going to get proud. I don't want them to be proud and think it was all about them. I want them to know that it was the Lord God that delivered them. So he says, cut it down. Send some of them back. This is what he does. God is so faithful. 
And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people are yet too many. Bring them down unto the water, and I will try them for thee there. And it shall be that of whom I say unto thee, This shall go with thee. The same shall go with thee. And of whomsoever I say unto thee, This shall not go with thee. The same shall not go. All right. So God wants you to know, as he takes you through scripture, as you read the word, he wants to encourage you. When you've got your back up against the wall, or you think you've got your back up against the wall, you open up your eyes, okay? And you look around and you see, you know the scripture I'm talking about, where there was the man of God, Elijah was was on, uh, 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 I don't remember what city he was in, but they were, they were being attacked, they were surrounded by the other king, the king and his army, and they were coming against him. And his servant said, oh my goodness, I'm paraphrasing, oh my goodness, what is, you know, going to happen here? And then he said, he prayed and asked the Lord to open up his servant's eyes. And when his servant's eyes were open, he saw around all the hosts of the army that was surrounding them was the host of God surrounding them. That's what God wants you to know. He wants you to know that no matter what it looks like on the outside, no matter what you think you see, God has got you in his hands. Gideon, I'm going to just tell the end, Gideon fights and the, the people are delivered into his hands. Gideon conquered them. That was it. God did exactly what he said he was going to do. And friends, he's going to do the same thing in your life. If you will use wisdom, the Holy Bible, wisdom, if you will be obedient to it. So you've got to read and study the word of God so you understand what he's saying. You've got the wisdom now. You can walk in obedience to the wisdom and you will have upward mobility. And I'm not talking about upward mobility like Oh, now you're going to be important. Now, that's not what I mean. You know, we talk about that in jobs and things. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about moving forward in the kingdom of God. God will use you. Okay. He will use you. You have a desire. Children of God have a desire to be used by God. You want him to use you, right? Isn't that your desire? Don't you want him to use you? Don't you want him to to work through your life? Don't you want to see your children delivered? Don't you want to see your parents serving God? Don't you want to see the gospel of Jesus Christ promoted and, and, and preached throughout the world? He'll use you to do that, but you've got to be obedient. You can't walk around living in your flesh, living for yourself, and think that God's going to use you. He can, but he won't because the yielded vessel, when you look, when people see Jesus in you, that's what they begin to say, wait a minute, there's something different. When I was a teenager, before I was saved, I remember I was, I don't have to explain to you, just imagine the worst that you were, I was probably worst. Or maybe just as much. I don't know. I, I, I We're not here to compare war stories, but what we are here to do is to, to, to glorify God. I remember there were always people, and every time I see them, I still say, you don't remember, but this is what God used you to do. And they don't remember, but these there were this group of teenagers, and they were different than everybody else. They were always, they were different than anybody, everybody else. Meaning, you know, I was 
I was around everybody, whoever, whatever. I was one of those kids who, I, I didn't judge people in the sense that I thought, well, I don't want to be around them and they're different. It was whoever, I just wanted, I, I was friends with everybody. And I got along well, I should say. I got along well with everybody. So these kids went to church. I didn't really even understand what that meant, to be quite frank with you. But I knew they went to church. And, but they were different. They were always different. I didn't know that it was the Spirit of God. But they were always different. And I remember they would say things to me, things that were so kind and things that were wise. And these were just teenagers, friends. God used them. And I still can think back today. I'm 44 years old. 44 years old, God has kept me. And I've been serving the Lord now for over 20 years because God said he would use people because he had a plan for me and he used those people to carry out his plan. They were planting seeds. They planted a seed. See, even before I heard what God spoke about me, God had already spoken it about me. Then we read in Ephesians 1, he had already spoken it about me. And it's the same for you, my friends. He already spoke it about you. You're already delivered in his heart. Already. All you need to do is obey him, friends. That's it. God is faithful. Ask him to do it. All you need to do is ask and he'll do it. So here's where we are, friends. If you've been sitting back saying to yourself, or maybe you've been talking out loud and saying, you know, my life has been a mess. And I'm tired of this mess. And maybe you've never lived for the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you said to yourself, I need Jesus in my life. Because if what this woman is saying is true, I want that. I want that peace. I want that deliverance. I want my kids to have peace. I don't want them to go, my so-and-so had been an alcoholic. My da-da-da was a drug addict. I, 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 I know the stories. Trust me. I know the stories. I've heard the stories. I've, I've seen the fathers with tears running down their eyes. This son died because he went on an overdose. I had a, a conversation with a man once and uh, the Lord drew me to him. I was in the grocery store and the Lord kept telling me to go talk to this man. So I spoke to this man and the Lord told me to pray for this man. And so I went over to him and I said, the Lord's telling me to pray for you. Is there anything? What can I pray for you about? And the tears began to drop as he said, he had just recently lost his son, his grown son to uh, opium, opium. I don't know if it was opium, it was a drug. I can't remember what drug he said he was strung out on, but the, boy, the, the man, the young man was strung out on drugs. Then his other, because he had been stealing from him, uh, all these things. Then he, he owned a business and his other son was on drugs. If I remember correctly, the other son was on drugs and he didn't know how he was going to continue on with his business because he felt like he had nobody to pass the business down to because his kids, one had just died and the other was on his way. God, though, can deliver us. I don't know what happened with that man. Only God knows. But I know that the Lord God chose me to pray for him. He had a reason, whatever the reason was. I, I don't even remember what God had me pray for him. And that's not the important thing in my life. That was important in his life because God is God. Just like those students, I told you, those kids who would say things to me and encourage me, they don't remember that. But that's not, it wasn't important for their life. It was important for my life, you see. They were used, and I'm going to sit here today and talk to you about how God will move in your life. If you're saying to yourself, I want a story like that, not the, bad, not the one about the, the son who died. I want a story about 
how God cleaned up the person. I want a story about how God turned my life around. I want a story about how God delivered my son out of drug addiction. I've heard stories and stories and stories about this one who was, you know, look, it happens to anybody. There was a pastor. I've heard him preach this himself. And he said he was a pastor and his son was gangbanging. He was, he, this pastor is in Chicago. Yeah, I think he's in Chicago, Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. And in one of the worst places in Chicago there is and uh, crime rate and all these things going on. And his son got caught up. He was a pastor, friends. He's still a pastor. His son got caught up. He tells a story about how he, you know, he would, his son would come home at all hours of the night or sometimes not come home. His son was like 14 years old. His wife would cry and say, could you go just go look for him? And they would, he would drive around the city. I mean, heartbreaking stories. And I'm sure you listening, somebody out there listening here today has a story just like it. And why am I sharing this? Because God is faithful. I don't care what that story is. God loves you and he has his hand on your life. That's why you're listening here today. All you've got to do is say, I'm done trying to figure it out on myself. Jesus, I want you to come into my heart. The long to make the long story short, that man of God, that pastor, God delivered his son. God delivered his son. That man's pastor, that man's son is now a pastor in his church, like an associate pastor, I think is his title. He's the one who leads all the people at the end of service to Jesus Christ. He's the one. He was a Marine, I think a Marine or in the Navy, like total turnaround. God did it. God do it. See, we can't do it ourselves. That man was a pastor. You might say, well, shouldn't a pastor be able to do it? No, because he's human. He's human. We all have problems. I have problems. You have problems. Everybody does. That's why we need God. That's why you need God. So we're going to pray right now. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to grab my cell phone here so that the people who are listening in on the podcast can hear as well. And I just want you to pray with me. If you are at your wit's end, if you're saying, I can't do this anymore, maybe also, maybe you were a Christian already. Maybe you were living for the Lord and you've gotten kind of out of whack and you haven't been obeying the Lord and you haven't been living for him. Today is your day, my friend. Today is the day where you turn things, well, God will turn things around for you. All it is is you need to ask him. We read in scripture where the children of Israel cried out to God. And what did he do? Delivered them. All you need to do is cry out to God. And what will he do? Deliver you. That's what he'll do. This is who he is. He is a loving, wonderful, mighty, merciful, powerful, amazing God. All of those things and so much more. So I want you as you sit and think about this, there's nothing to think about except for, do you want all this stuff that's crazy in your life to be over? Then pray with me and Jesus will clean you all up. And you don't have to wait to be okay and to clean yourself up before you come to the Lord. When you come to the Lord, he's the one who do the cleaning. You can't clean yourself up, friends. I couldn't clean myself up. Only God will do it. Let's ask the Lord Jesus. Follow me in this prayer. Speak it with your mouth and believe it in your heart. Dear Jesus, I know that you are the son of God and you are the only one that can deliver me. And I'm so sorry for my sins. Will you forgive me for all my sin that I've done in my life? Will you change me, Lord? I choose today because I've learned that you 
are the son of God and that you died on the cross for my sins and that all I have to do is ask you and I ask you right now to forgive me for all of my sins. Will you wash me with your blood? Will you cleanse me with your blood? And I choose you today to live in my heart. I ask you, will you come and live in my heart? Will you come be the Lord of my life? I choose to follow you today and forevermore. Will you change my heart? Come live inside me, Lord. I choose today to serve you forevermore. In Jesus' name. Friends, if you just prayed that prayer with me, the Lord Jesus is now your Savior. I'm so excited because now you have a chance in life. The Lord God is mighty and there's only victory through him. It might look like victory. You might think that you have victory without him. Now look around at all the things that you see. You see the rich people committing suicide. You see poor people committing suicide. That means it doesn't matter what you have in this world. Sorrow is sorrow. The enemy will still come after you no matter who you are and what you've got. You need Jesus. And when you've got Jesus, the enemy cannot touch you. So I'm so excited. I want to pray with you. And if you prayed that prayer, I want to know about it. I want you to send me an email and tell me. The email address is Ministries at outlook.com. Ministries at outlook.com. You can find the spelling and everything, and I might just put that up on my screen. If not, I'm going to put it under in the comment section below. But God is faithful, and he wants to turn your life around. And today, you are a new creation, a creature in him. That means all these sin, it's all gone. In fact, you don't even need to talk about it anymore. God just erased it. He doesn't even remember it. You are new. You are new. So I want to pray with you, and we're going to close. And for those of you also who have been living for the Lord, but you felt like you needed to turn things around or you know you haven't been living for the Lord Jesus, well, friends, all you've got to do is cry out to him and just ask him. I'm going to pray with you right now. Just speak it out with your, with your words. You know, you know. Cry out to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today. And we ask you, Lord God, right now to touch each and every heart. We ask you to touch our hearts, Lord God. We come before you and we, we ask you to forgive us. We repent for our sin and we ask you to forgive us. We have not been living for you, but we ask you right now to turn our hearts around. We cry out to you, making us a new heart, a new heart, a clean heart of God and renew a right spirit within us. From there, here on today, we ask you, Lord God, to be the Lord of our lives. We choose you. I ask you, Lord God, to fill each one here afresh with your Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. And we thank you and praise you. And we give you all the glory and all the honor. Be with each one as they walk here today, moving forward, Lord God. May they be the salt of the earth. May your spirit move in them and through them. In Jesus' name, Lord God, be with their families, be with their children. In the name of Jesus, give them deliverance. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. I cast out that demonic spirit. Woo! Every single demonic spirit that of bondage that is held on to each one here today, I bind it and cast it out in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 
In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. Well, friends, you can come and you can follow along. I post Facebook uh, things on Facebook. This is going to be on Facebook as well under Michelle Donatian Ministries. I'm so excited because the Lord God is going to change your life and I want you to get be encouraged. So go to my Facebook page. You can see videos and different things that I post. You can also go to my YouTube page. That's where all videos are. They come from there um, under Michelle Donatian Ministries. You can go to my Twitter or my Instagram or my website, michelledonatian.com. And if you've been blessed here today, please feel free to send me an email. Let me know what God has done in your life. I want to know and I want to pray for you. If you have any prayer requests, feel free to send those to me, friends. I love you. God bless you. Until the next time. And I want to tell you about the podcast before I say, before we end, I just almost forgot. The podcast under at anchor.fm. You can go. It's under Michelle Donatian Ministries. You heard me talk about the podcast. Some are listening on the podcast now. You can go there every day. I read scripture, the word of God. It's posted every day at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that's where you're going to get wisdom, the wisdom of God, which is the principal thing. So God bless you. I love you. I just hear the Lord saying to wait a moment. There's someone out there that needs healing. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I command that leg to be straight. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I plead the blood of Jesus right now. Hallelujah. Lord God, I just thank you. Whoever that is, I want you to send me an email to let me know what God did in your life. The Lord is faithful. I'm so glad that he is, that he is, I don't even have the words to say. I just get so excited and I start bouncing up and down because he's so mighty. I'm just glad he's here today. And I'm so glad that you were as well. God bless you. I love you. Until the next time.